time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office on Mears Chapel Road there in Greensboro. And you can find us online at any point in time at greensbororetirement.com. Glenn, uh, as we're recording this, middle of the summer, are uh, you enjoying things in Greensboro these days? Yeah, Walter, things are going really well. It's been a pretty interesting summer. The the weather's been kind of a little bit funny, but no, we've um, had a lot of good uh, client meetings, and I've gone off to do a little continuing education here and there, and uh, it's been a good summer. We've had some like really humid days, and then really actually really pleasant days for middle of the summer, kind of unexpectedly. So yeah, it's kind of been all over the place. You don't know really what to expect from a day-to-day basis, but yeah, I guess that's North Carolina weather for you. That's like like saying it's, you know, the the grass is green outside. It's always to be expected in in NC, that's for sure. I think you're right. (laughs) Well, today's podcast, we're going to have some fun. Uh, We're going to play a little game of hypothetical on today's podcast, I'm going to throw Glenn a couple of different scenarios, pretend that I'm in different financial positions as I prepare for retirement, and then we'll see what kind of uh, advice Glenn might give me in this particular situation. And maybe you'll identify with some of the scenarios that we cover in today's show. So I'll start you off maybe with an easy one here, Glenn, a hypothetical situation. Let's say that I've had some losses in my IRA recently. Nothing huge, but it is making me a little nervous, kind of seeing you know, some of those dollar figures go down a little bit. I've got a broker. He says he's not worried because everything goes up in the long run, but I'm 60 years old. The long run doesn't necessarily apply in my mind. I'm not sure he understands my sense of urgency with retirement right around the corner. So do you think he's right, or should I just chill out over this whole situation, or should I rightfully be nervous about it? Well, Walter, you're right. I mean, in, in terms of, the, as you're thinking in, in terms of getting into your 60s and into retirement and getting and closing in on the retirement years, you know, when we're, we're thinking about IRAs, those are, you know, traditionally accounts that you are going to be drawing for, for income. You know, most people kind of save into those accounts so they can draw. And I come across situations where folks say, well, I've got this money saved and I don't really want to, but when I reach 70 and a half, I have to. Either way, money has to start coming out of those accounts. And so when you start thinking about that, that buy and hold scenario of just, you know, things go up over time. Well, historically, that's that's been true. However, you know, they always say that, you know, that the, one of the key rules to buy and hold is never, never, never sell, right? And especially never sell when things are what? Down, yeah, right? Yeah, right. And so in that scenario, I mean, when you have when you have selling that's going to just come from your income plan or maybe even, you know, what we would maybe call forced selling with the required minimum distribution, then you're in a place where you don't really necessarily have control over that. You know, I mean, your bills are going to be what your bills are or that your required distributions are going to be what they are, you know, in a few years. And so, yeah, I mean, it starts to play into it because if you have to start, you know, making sales and at inopportune times, it becomes a challenge. So one of the things you want to think in terms of is this kind of leads us to into the basis of income planning and making sure that the money that you're drawing from is not as subject to, you know, that, that kind of risk particularly, you know, in, in a time frame of maybe, you know, five to 10 years where we're thinking, hey, we want to make sure that we can draw from a pool of money that we've got set aside for income. And we know that we don't have to worry about the volatility in that portion of money. And so as you're as you're closing in on retirement, it, it you know, it kind of sounds like that broker might be somebody who's really 
oriented to accumulation, but not really in, in terms of preservation and distribution. And of course, you know, when you're transitioning to retirement, that's something that you really got to be looking for because your situation changes and you've got to kind of deal with where you are in life and how the, how the accounts work and, and what you need to do by government regulation and taxes and everything else. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It gives, gives me in this hypothetical situation, I guess, a lot of things to think about though. I suppose that happens a lot when you meet with clients, though. It starts off with one idea, uh, one question that ends up just leading to many more questions. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. I mean, everything's kind of interrelated, right? And particularly when you start thinking about, you know, retirement planning of, of actually planning for living in the retirement years. You know, for a lot of folks, you know, when you're in your accumulation years and, you know, your 30s, 40s, 50s, and even early 60s, most of your retirement plan has been, well, let's just save as much as we can save. And that's kind of that's kind of been the retirement plan. But when you actually are getting to the place where you're going to retire or you, you're just starting to retire, you're in retirement, well, now it's a different thing. We've got to manage those assets differently because we are going to start taking income. You know, we might have the, you know, certain monies that we want to leave to heirs and we have to think in terms of, well, how are things going to be dealt with or, or treated in the tax code? You know, how much income do we need? You know, do we have Social Security? Have we turned that on yet? Are we going to have two Social Security checks coming in the house? Is there a pension? All of those things start playing into the resources that you've saved for retirement and how you take things out is going to matter in terms of, you know, in being efficient and making sure that you don't pay too much in taxes or you don't take too much risk in, in accounts that you have to start drawing from. And, you know, it, it becomes a little bit more complicated when distributions become part of the picture. You know, when you're just putting money away, you know, you can almost put the blinders on and just keep going no matter what. And if the market goes down, that's a buying opportunity and you buy more shares at lower prices and, you know, and, and that's okay. But once you start to retire, you're getting close to retirement. It's a whole different story because now you have to start thinking about, oh, I really do have to start taking money out of here and it's not the same dynamics. Yeah. All important little pieces of information to be thinking about, certainly. And uh, I think if you're in that situation where you're thinking about some of the losses recently in your IRA, are you seeing it go down a little bit? Uh, let that be uh, a bit of a pause con for concern. At least let it be an impetus to ask more questions and get a review of your financial situation. All right, let's play another hypothetical here, Glenn. Let's say I was planning to work for one more year and then retire. But I'm now hearing that we might have some layoffs at my company, and I could be offered a severance package equal to one year's salary. So it might actually seem like great news, since I only wanted to work another year anyway. If I was in that situation, would I be dumb for hoping that I actually get laid off? Well, I mean, Walter, I mean, you get a year's pay without work. I mean, <laughs> I think that most people would be, you know, that, that would be kind of an interesting uh, scenario, right? I mean, you were planning to only work another year. They're going to give you a, a year's wages, you know, without having to do the work. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with that. I mean, I think most people would like, you know, that idea. On the other side of the coin is, is if you had, you know, you weren't planning to retire for another five years or, or 10 years and you were in that situation, they were only going to give you one year. Well, now that's, that's maybe pause for concern. But in terms of that, I mean, that gives you more opportunities, right? I mean, maybe you say, okay, well, I was going to work another year anyway. I get the severance package. Maybe you can go out and depending upon what your line of work is, maybe you can do some consulting work and, you know, and, and end up, you know, making some additional money. And maybe you end up, you know, kind of transitioning into some sort of a part-time something that, that, that you can kind of run your own business and do your own thing. I mean, there's all kinds of things that can develop from that because you have the, you know, you have the money and the time for that year versus just, you know, having the, where you lose the 
the time when you have to go to work to get the paycheck. If they're just going to give you the paycheck, then you've got a lot of flexibility that you didn't have otherwise. Yeah, it's another key element to think about here. So in the good news here, no, I'm not dumb for thinking that, right? <laughs> no, exactly. No, that's a, it's life always throws you curveballs, right? And right. There's, there's things that happen that you're that you know that then that's that's just part of life. And so you know these kind of things happen from time to time. I mean, you know, I I have folks come in from into the office, and they, and that's not a crazy out of the left field question. I mean, I, I've I've had that question you know a couple of different times, you know, in terms of well, you know, the the company's offering early retirement, or you know, they decided that you know to change our pension around, and they're now giving us these options versus those options that's where you have to really you know kind of step outside of the box and look at it and say okay well how will these things affect me and what are my best options based on where I am and what are my other resources so that you can be again you know try to try to keep as many dollars in your pocket or in your household and going to the people that you care about versus when there's more choices then there's more opportunity most oftentimes I actually knew somebody who was going through that situation and they had a lot of fear intrepidation about losing their they were nervous about retiring in that one year scenario anyway in fact a lot of the people around this person had been bought out offered severance packages throughout the years and he'd always turn it down turn it down turn it down because he he really identified with work that's where he just drew so much of his self self-worth from sure. and so he he was nervous about retiring anyway but once he had really finally put a date on it then they offered him the severance. He was like, all right, I guess this is this is a sign from the world. I should take this. And uh, <laughs> I think he's glad ultimately that he did. But it was a big concern of, of losing that sure. identity. And now he was already more nervous about it a year out to then now have that accelerated. He had to emotionally get there just as much as right. making the dollars and cents work. Oh, yeah. Just no big, doubt about it. I, you know, you see it. it all the time. I mean, we talk to folks all the time about different scenarios that come down the pike and what's going on. And, you know, sometimes it's not as money related. It's about it's like you say, it's about, you know, identity and or what you want your life like, you know, to be like. And ultimately, that's what the money's for. Right. I mean, you know, when you start thinking about retirement and, you know, and then what do you want to do and how do you want your those years to go? And, you know, what's your day to day going to be like? You know, so many times people get very caught up in, the, in just the dollars and cents. And, and um, it's important to realize that, hey, you know, you, you got to take some time and think about, you know, what is designing your retirement and making it be what you want it to be and having those conversations with your spouse and, and really making things work so that you can really enjoy it. And, you know, that's not to say that you don't think about the money, but it's all interconnected. And sometimes folks get a little carried away and that's all they think about is, is, is the dollars and cents. And, and then that, that becomes a little limiting. And so it's a good thing to, to look at the whole picture, so to speak. Yeah, very true. All right. Since we're having fun with these hypotheticals, I'm going to put myself in a real fun position here for a moment for our last hypothetical of the podcast. Let's say I've got $1.5 million saved for retirement. I'll take that right now. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Very, (laughs) very little debt to worry about. Do I have enough money to not worry about it during retirement? Well, Walter, I have to give you my answer that I give a lot of times, and is because I don't have enough information. Is, is I'm going to have to say it depends. Oh no, I, right? I want I wanted surety in this answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on who you are as a person and who you are as a spender, right? I mean, I have met with folks that have you know this kind of money, or maybe even more, and yet at the same time, they're used to spending an awful lot of money. And they started looking at, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm used to living on this income and I've got this saved and, you know, what's my retirement going to look like? And, 
you know, they say, well, you know, if you keep spending at that rate, you know, you may have to keep working for a while. And they say, well, yeah, but I've got this big pile of money. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, it, it's got to be able to you know, create income for a very, very long time. And, you know, then I have other folks that, that maybe have, you know, a little smaller nest egg, but their lifestyle is not as big. And so there's not really a, a challenge. I, I think the real key is, is looking at what do you have saved and relative terms as to how much income does it have to produce to give you the lifestyle that you want. And that's more of, you know, when, when those things are in line, you know, you could have a, you know, 1.5 million, you could have a million, you could have 500,000, you know, it all depends on your scenario. It also depends upon, you know, do you have a pension or not, you know, or maybe you, you and your spouse have a pension or maybe just one or maybe neither one. All those things play into it because ultimately we have to think about income is one of the very, very big keys. And, and because that's how we, our, our whole life is oriented to what is that monthly income and the cash flow and, and all of those things that come out of just your financial life, you know, it's, it's not just how much you have in an account, but what you can do with it and, and how long you can make it last. And, and unfortunately, Walter, I, I just, I can't give you an absolute guarantee. It's just, you're just going to have to tell me, you know, how long you're going to live and, and what, how much you're going to spend each year if you want, if you want to have that exactly. But it sounds like a, under this hypothetical, you know, this person is like, is probably, you know, they, they've made good money, but they're used to a big lifestyle. And sometimes uh, you need to have a little bit more save than you think. Yeah, it's always a big, uh, big question mark for folks, right? How much, how much is going out the door? Not so much how much is coming in the door becomes the really important question of are you going to have to worry about money in retirement? And it really does come down to that. But so many people, Glenn, hate doing a budget. They hate running those numbers and actually getting the, the answer, an accurate answer to that question. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly, Walter. I mean, budget's one of those words. It's like diet, right? I mean, nobody nobody likes likes either one of those words. And not necessarily that you have to get to a budget that you're down to the last penny. I mean, you you know, you're gonna you want to build yourself a you know a lifestyle that you've got flexibility within, but you want to know where the boundaries are, right? I mean, it's it's very easy for folks to get carried away, you know, from time to time, and and you just have to know if you retire with this much in, in assets and you and you need to create this much income then you know what your withdrawal rate can be or you know what your income needs are and then that that's really the key i mean i've seen situations like i say i mean i've seen you know folks that have a you know pretty large nest eggs and other other folks that have much smaller nest eggs but again you know the concern is not you know, how much you have, it's, it's how much is, like you say, is going out in relation to what's coming in or, or what you're able to turn into income and making sure that, that whatever you do, your plan is built to last and, and that you'll have the income that you need to take you all the way through all your retirement years. Always important to remember these things. Glenn, thanks for playing along a little bit there in some of these hypothetical questions. But I think it's a good smattering. It's a good example of the kinds of questions that you're frequently answering for folks when they come into the office and talk with you about these items. If you've got questions like this, maybe it's not a hypothetical. Maybe you're actually going through one of these scenarios. Glenn would be happy to talk to you about those situations. You can call him the old-fashioned way at 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. You can also go online and find Glenn at greensbororetirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. You can click on the button that says free consultation at the bottom of the page. Schedule a time to meet with Glenn right there at the website. That's greensbororetirement.com. Or again, call 336-291-3535. 
Glenn, thanks for the help on this week's podcast, and we'll look forward to talking to you again uh, next time around. All right. We'll see you, Walter. That's Glenn Mosseller, the host of the Retirement Roadmap. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.